When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome in to DMVR Buffs After Dark. I'm Henry Chisholm. We've got Superstar Dev back again. How you feeling? How you feeling, Dev? <sighs> Better than the CU players, I'm guessing. Um, not a good game. Not a fun game. Um, depressing day uh, to be uh, part of that CU family. Um, just not, mm-hmm. not bright times right now. Nope. Uh, basically, like, the same thing that keeps happening happened again like that's that's what happened today what they've played seven games now they've lost four of them by at least 22 points one of them was against a, an fcs team that was a win arizona's the worst potentially the worst fbs team that exists right now um and they were close with texas a&m like this is uh it's brutal i think that the fact that it happened to cal or against cal too just means that you know colorado really is at the bottom of this conference it's Arizona, maybe in its own tier still. And if that's the case, then maybe Colorado in its own tier right above it. But these Buffaloes, at this point, it's time just to say they're they're not good. How do you feel um, happy or confident about the team? Like, you go out and blow mm-hmm. Arizona out, but who doesn't? Um, and then after that, really, it's just you. Because Cal, um, while I you know expected them to win the game or at least make it close, mm-hmm. I did expect Colorado to compete and to find some type of success, maybe – on the defensive end or maybe like through the air or just trying to write that momentum off of coming off of a, a win like that. So for them to go out there and like really just lay a dud, like there's that, that's just, there's not a lot of positive things to look forward to. Exactly. And the, the, the issue is that's been the case. What four of the last five games. Now there just aren't a lot of positives. Um, you know, you could potentially look at like the second half, for the defense 
So like, okay, you held them to what three points? That's a that's a solid half of defense. Yeah, for sure. That's nice. But outside of that, I mean, the first half they gave up twenty three, and this is a bad football team. There were there were plenty of flaws, blown coverages, um, lack of a pass rush. The run game was was getting going specifically with that quarterback. Um, there's just not much to be excited about. Brendan Rice had that kick return. Yeah, I mean that is the bright spot. Yeah, like, that has to be something that you're excited about, um, especially in a game of so many lows. Like to not have many um, mm-hmm. highlight plays and for that to be the one that stands out. I mean, it is a bright spot, especially with us seeing him um, start to, you know, try to come into his own. It's really tough to get yourself going as a receiver and the, the quarterback really can't get you the ball. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that just has to be a, a tough spot to be in. But for you to try to get it in different ways, like that has to be a, a bright spot for them for sure. For sure. Um, let's let's jump into uh, the first game we're playing today. We're, we're playing the pain game. And the way that the pain game works is we're going to talk about different things that happened in this game. And um, specifically, we're going to rate on a 1 to 10 scale how painful those things are. We're going to start with this. Uh, Colorado runs the ball 28 times, picks up 35 yards. 1 to 10 on the pain scale. How does that, that, how does that one feel? An absolute 10. Yep. If you can't get your running game going or, like, the best part of your team, like, that was what you know, you hung your head on heading into the season was for Colorado to be a team that has the best running back in the Pac-12, um, you know, as a player of the year, very good backups that are trying to get themselves back going. Mm-hmm. And for you to not be able to run the ball at all against a team that's not, you know, really a, that, that's not a team that's supposed to stop people like, you know, on the ground or through the air. But if you can't get it going on the ground, you, you damn sure can't do play action. You can't get yourself going in other ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and for you to have so many carries with no type of um, no type of success or anything going for you, like there's no momentum that you could have got throughout the game, and it just puts your defense in a very tough spot. Yeah, I'm with you. That is uh, – I mean, it's just terrible is, is what it is. Um, and even looking through, you know, sometimes the college rushing stats get skewed because sacks are counted in there. But – Let's just ignore Brendan Lewis and all of the sacks that he took. And most of them, again, not his fault. The offensive line was was it was bad. Um Jarek Broussard, eleven carries. You know, I think it was that first drive. He had that 14 yarder. And you're like, okay, let's see. He has a little spin move at the end mm. and get past the last tackler. Um again, that's 14 yards there. He finished the day with eleven carries for 28 yards. Yikes, two and a half yards per carry. Deion Smith has uh, three for nine. That's three yards per carry. Uh, seven yards on five carries for Alex Fontenot, 1.4. So this isn't just like the sacks they were making this this number as rough as it is. I mean, those are those are some really disappointing numbers across the board. And again, I put most of the blame on the offensive line. You have to put it on the offensive line. You have multiple talented running backs um, trying their best to get open, trying their best to try to hit the holes, and there's not many holes for them. Mm-hmm. So they're just out there running. It also puts your quarterback in a very tough spot where um, there was times that the, the line were, was getting blown up where the running backs were getting tackled at the handoff, mm-hmm. like at the point of attack where you, you're trying to make a move. Um, so for especially for Broussard to, to come out and he has the 14 yards in one, you know, one play and then finishes with 28 yards. That game is actually, like, atrocious. That's a, like, mm-hmm. atrocious running game, and no one else can get it going. And then Alex Fontenot, like, there's just, it just doesn't seem to be a spot for him right now. Like, for him to not get the ball at all, 
But then when you finally do get your opportunity, five carries for seven yards is just not cutting it. And I know that we're, we're already talking mm-hmm. about how it's, it's tough on the line, but you got to play with some type of energy or just try to get yourself going in some type of way, and we're just not seeing it. Um, so the running game, just having no type of anything, it makes it very, very tough. You're not going to beat anybody but Arizona with that type of stuff. It's true. 12 tackles for loss for Arizona. It's just crazy. Six of them were sacks. But, but I mean, how, how many plays did the Buffs even run? Uh, let's see. 46 plays, 12 tackles for loss. More than 25% of the time they're going backwards. <laughs> there's, just, there's nothing you can do. No. There's nothing you can do. There's nothing you can do. And, and you know, in the passing game, well, let's throw this out there. Um, Brendan Lewis and Drew Carter combined because Drew Carter had zero. Uh, Brendan Lewis, 69 passing yards. Pain scale. Well, what are we calling that? I mean, as nice as that is, I was, it's got to be a 10. <laughs> right? Also, that's a 10. The offense was atrocious. The line was atrocious. Uh, Brendan Lewis holding the ball uh, for as long as he did, atrocious. Receivers not, you know, wiggling themselves free, um, atrocious. Like, it, it's it's all around. It's not just yep. only on one guy. There was just so many things that went wrong. Um, and for your quarterback to not be able to run the ball, for your quarterback to not be able to throw the ball, for your running backs not to be able to do anything, like, it, it has to be just a, a – a frustrating like spot to be in as a starting quarterback. And you probably question yourself a lot of the times where mm-hmm. um, every, every week it seems like it's all on you. And that has to, especially for a young yeah. quarterback for you to like, say like, this is my team. You know, this is where I hang my hat. Um, you know, I'm a D one quarterback, starting quarterback in the pack 12. And for you to be the worst out of every single one of them, that can't be a, a, a good spot to be in. So, there has to be some type of changes, like in yep. looking within, and that that goes for everybody. It's not just on one person, but absolutely, you definitely want to make your quarterback comfortable. Absolutely, we'll we'll talk later about who's to blame, but just to kind of spoil that entire thing, offensive line was just so bad. They're getting beaten every way, and I I, I tweeted like two drives in, like okay, this offensive line's building a nice pocket today. This is exciting, and and there were a couple times where I was like, Brendan probably could have stepped up into the pocket a little bit better. There were a couple times he did, and it worked well, but after like that second drive of the game, third drive maybe, there, there were just so, so, so many problems, and just looking through his passing stats, you know, 9 of 17 for 69 yards with an interception, that's not good, but you look through, and like the, the bus receivers... Leading receiver. First of all, there were there were three of them that had a catch. All of them with one catch total. Um, Montana Lamonius Craig had five yards on his. Brendan Rice had six yards on on his. Daniel Arias had eight on his. Just brutal looking through these numbers. So uh, we'll we'll keep going with this game, but we'll stop with all the numbers. Um, let's let's jump back to the start of this game. You know, Colorado gets a little bit going. They pick up a first down. They're getting close to midfield. Got fourth and one. The Buffs punt. When the Buffs punt the ball right there, where where are you at? One to ten. So we talked about it, uh, like while it was happening. Mm-hmm. You're like, hey, I'll go for that. Mm-hmm. And I just think that it's tough uh, when you have a team that hasn't really got anything going for themselves um, to put themselves in a spot at midfield that if they don't get it, all of the momentum is gone. Um, but on that same, you know, in that same token, if you go and get that, you're like, you set the tone for the team, like, hey. I believe you and you guys, you guys got it. 
um, like let's let's get to rocking, let's get to going. So that like mm-hmm. I feel like that's a, a really difficult spot to be in as a coach and also an offensive coordinator whose you know job is on the line or at least uh, the reputation uh, of your job is on the line. So I understood why they punted mm-hmm. in that in that you know in that and then also in hindsight it's easy to say like you should have went mm-hmm. for it. Um, just in, in case, just because if they didn't get it, then you wouldn't like, that's dumb to get it. But if you go get it, you're like, exactly. Um, I don't want to ever have to be in that situation. Yep. Not even in Madden. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. I don't take those chances. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll, I'll throw a seven on it just because I honestly, it's mostly it's PTSD where it's like, Oh, first drive punt. Oh no, here it comes. They're about to go down the field. This is, this is the beginning of all this happening. And so it's probably not like a rational response, but that was my response is like, oh no, here it goes. And then when Cal scored the first points, um, that's that's next up on the list. I'll, I'll even say that was only like a five for me. I was like, okay, a field goal, you can come back for that. They, they were moving the ball right. But if that first punch just got me. I'll give that about a seven just because I feel like this is a team that has to play with the lead. When they go down, Like I just don't feel like they are the yeah. offense that can get back. So when you see another team um, actually score on you or get some points on the board, I think they just hang their hats because they're like, we tried so hard and now like that, that three to zero looks like it's just too much for us to overcome. Um, so whenever a team scores first on CU, that's why I like when CU starts with the ball because if if they score, I feel like they're like a, a team that can play with the lead a little bit better. Mm-hmm. But when they when they're you know behind, that's when I think they second guess their decisions or not wanting to get blown out or not wanting to make those same type of mistakes. So I'll, I'll give that a seven. Okay. Um, let's, let's hit two more of these. Uh, we'll just go with the next bus possession. You know, the, the Cal goes up 10, zero, they, they get the touchdown. Um, and then the buffs are basically in the same situation they were in on the first drive where they're close to midfield. It's fourth and one. Um, they, they, Pound the ball right up the middle, get stuffed. It's a turnover, just barely on Cal's half of, of the field. Um, but again, they're facing a 10-0 deficit. At that point, how are you feeling, Dev? It's a nine because it's an insurmountable lead in, in their in their opinion, in yep. their mind. We didn't go for it the first time because you guys didn't think that we could get it. Then we go for it, and we actually did not get it. And now the momentum is already their way. It's already 10-0, and now they're going to so, get the yeah. ball again. So... We put our defense in a very tough spot. The defense, there has to be some frustration with, like, the defense. Like, hey, you guys are putting us in, you know, we're a bend-don't-break type of defense that's been, you know, trying our hardest. But at some points, we're going to get scored on, and we have been seeing that lately. So I feel like that's a lot higher just um, on the timing and also just knowing that this is a team that, you know, not physically broken, but, like, I feel like um, like most emotionally broken or at least um, – unstable because they just they haven't seen um a lot of things go their way throughout Mm -hmm. the year um and then you're going against a team that you really did feel like you had a chance but then they go out on a quick lead or take a 10-0 lead and now how do you come back from that so i'll give that a little bit higher okay let's uh let's throw one more out there um it's the end of the game it doesn't really matter but buffs block a field goal mark perry picks it up runs the end zone would have made it twenty six to or twenty three to ten, assuming they make the extra point, but gets called back because of a penalty. Wouldn't it really matter? There's like six minutes left, seven minutes left, something like that. But uh, how'd that how'd that one feel? I would give it a seven. Um, at that point, it was just a wacky like sequence of like plays in a row. Um, mm-hmm. Cal's touchdown got called back. 
Then you go for the field goal. You block it and you return it to the house, which, you know, they really, you want your defense to be the one that's scoring. And that also puts them in a situation where they're like, hey, the offense can't put points on the board. We can, and we have been um, as of late. So that is something that, like, you you could actually, like, stick with or they could put themselves in a situation where we've been doing what we have to do. Also, we're not going to get stops every single time, but we're going to try to help you guys out. Now you guys, like, scratch my back. Um, so I feel like that would be, like, a seven-ish. I don't feel like, you know, that, that would have changed the outcome of the game in any way <laughs> whatsoever. But at least the defense could go into it and say, yeah, that's the second straight game that we're scoring points um, when the offense really isn't. Yeah, and I totally agree. I'm right there with you. Um, wouldn't have really mattered, but it, w- it would have been really nice to have gotten that. Um We've got a lot more to talk about, including uh, who is to blame for all of this. And there, there are some options. It might take a while to talk through all of them. Um, but while we do that, I am happy that I have this uh, seltzer, the a Good Company seltzer. It's a black cherry. Come from our friends over at Brackenridge Brewery, and they're just so good. Um, I got a big one. This is the 19-ounce one. And... Honestly, I might need another one after this. Might hang out, watch the Avs game, get another one of these big-ass seltzers um, because they are really good. Uh, Breckenridge makes all sorts of good stuff, whether it's the seltzers, whether it's the beers. Dev, you're you're a porter guy? Vanilla porter. Uh-huh. Vanilla porter junior? Vanilla porter junior. Or does he have to put together a little bit better performance to get that? <laughs> yeah, not, there's probably no way that he drinks vanilla porters. Pro- oh, that's a, yeah. probably a tough one. It's like McDonald's with uh, LeBron. Uh-huh. That is true. There's no way LeBron's eating McDonald's. It makes sense. I should sponsor McDonald's. Or no, they should sponsor me. Yeah, because you definitely eat McDonald's. I eat so much McDonald's. <laughs> I eat so much McDonald's. Um, but what I do more is drink the awesome things that Breckenridge Brewery provides for us. Uh, you can check it out. If you want to go down to Littleton, they have the farmhouse down there, a whole bunch of great food will absolutely be worth the drive and you can pick up Breckenridge beers and seltzers and all that wherever you buy your alcohol but if you want to be sure use the beer locator on the Breckenridge Brewery website it'll tell you exactly where to go to get your hands on the best stuff in town Uh, also DraftKings Sportsbook Um, I think I'm I'm on track to make a little bit of money tonight I think I've got two games left in this parlay it was a little bit conservative um, what is this? I had the Ole Miss money line, which was minus 365. Uh, Oregon money line, which was minus 105. That was the most aggressive bet. Um, Oklahoma State plus 13. They uh, covered that easily. That was minus 220. I just bought all these down because I had a 25% boost on any five-leg parlay in college football. And I was like, well, let's let's make sure that we give this a real chance and uh, now I just need USC plus 13 and a half, Utah plus three. Both of those are minus 200 or, or more likely to happen. If I do that, turn 10 bucks into $96. It's a nice, nice little thing to have going on in the background all day. Um, and there's all sorts of different opportunities uh, to, to bet through DraftKings, whether you want to bet college football, basketball, hockey, pro football. Um, and right now, if you bet on the NFL, you can pick any team to win if you're a new user, put $5 on them. And if they win, you get $200 in free bets. It's a great deal. That's what, 100? No, that's 40, 40 to 1 odds. What more could you ask for? Um, so definitely get on that if you're a new user. And if, you, if you're not a new user, 
you you know what awesome things are in store. So just keep taking advantage. Um, so download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code DMVR. Bet $5 on any NFL team to win their game and win $200 in free bets. If they win, you win with promo code DNVR this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. All right. Um, blame game. We've, we've talked through the key events here. We're, we're on the same page there. Um, but big picture, what went wrong today, Dev? I mean, the first, uh, the first like set of blames I'm gonna give out. Mm-hmm. It has to go to the offensive line. They're, like they, they set the tone. Like when you start out the way that they did, and also just throughout the game, um, allowing the team feel like they could dominate you and get to your quarterback, who's mm-hmm. already um, having a tough year. Um, stop your running, you know, running game. Um, and, and also on top of the blame game, this is something that Carl has been talking about since you know the second game of the season. This is not like anything that is new. He said mm-hmm. that they're having issues with the the front, you know, the front seven. Um, they're having issues with the line and just trying to get them to get anything going. So, um, I have to place blame on the line. Somebody has to step up um, and just hold guys off. Just give their their team an opportunity. Um, allow Lewis to have some time to be able to throw the ball and get his guys open where he's not holding it for too long. I agree. Uh, I think that you look at a lot of the key moments in this game and you say the offensive line needed to be better there. You know, whether it was the the fourth and one run that they didn't pick up where they, 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 they absolutely just bet on their offensive line and say, we can push you back. Jarek Broussard can take advantage of that. And so what happened is what they lost like four yards on that play. It's ugly. It's, it's, it's ugly right now. And to to not give Brendan Lewis a chance after the game he came off of last week, I mean, that's just rough. And there were a lot of plays, a lot of third downs in particular, were like, okay, Brendan, see if you can make something happen here. It was just over before he started. Um, you know, six sacks in this game. We've talked a lot this season about Brendan causing sacks, you know, making mistakes, holding the ball too long. Today, I think like five of those sacks are on the offensive line because they just got there so quickly. Um, it was ugly. It was really ugly. And it it makes you ask a lot of questions. Like, how how does this get any better? Because it seems like there's there's a talent issue. There's I mean, absolutely a coaching issue. Things need to change. Things need to change. And if you have a bad offensive line, you're just not winning football games. It just isn't possible. Sure. For sure. Um, from there, though, I mean, the fact that they ran the ball right up the middle on that fourth and one, knowing these circumstances, that is a bad decision. Um, I like this, the decision to go for it. I think you could have done it in that first drive, too. But, again, I'd I, I probably go Darren Cheverini number two. Um, again, I know it's a tough job right now. I know that, you know, you have a freshman quarterback. You've got a bunch of, a bunch of freshmen at the skill positions. You've uh, you've got an offensive line that's incompetent. How do you win games with that? I don't know. But you're still seeing things like that decision where you say, just why that? Like, you, can, can you not give him a better chance? Yeah, so um, with that, you just talked about um, your, the decision-making process, and that is something that I actually 
um, would have to give to Cheverini. You just talked about there being um, a freshman quarterback. You just talked about everyone knows that they're having offensive line issues um, this year, and they're deciding to go for it up the gut on fourth and one. Um, you've already, you know, you have these talented running backs and you're not trying to find a way to get them like in the open field and try to make, you know, explosive plays. You have a quarterback who's a better runner than he is a passer, but you're not seeing set up plays for him to try to get comfortable where he wants to um, throw the ball a little bit more or try to get himself you know, going. They're having all these conservative decisions on a quarterback that just really like he's a conservative quarterback, but he's built for explosive plays. You have situations where, um, like, I just don't, I don't see how you got to this point and you're still, you know, like putting yourself in those type of situations. So um, you got to, like, get to what makes your quarterback comfortable. If you're not going to bench him completely, then you have to, like, play around him because it all starts with him. The offense is not mm -hmm. getting going at all. If the, if the quarterback's not getting going – then the running back can't get going. Then the receivers can't get in, into the game. So you're you're basically already putting yourself in a situation where um, it's one-sided. You're putting the defense in a, a very difficult situation. So you already talked about coaching issues. So the coaching staff, that has to be um, number two for my blame came as well. Okay, I like it. Just running through these drives for Colorado. First one, 23 yards, 25 yards, 24 yards, 18 11, 15, 4, 0, negative 1, 0. They just totally fell off. Those first few drives, they were competitive, and I don't know what happened. But after they scored points, things just got really ugly, and, and it, it sucks. Um, I guess number three will keep going. You know, it's tough to figure out where to put Carl Durrell in these rankings just because he is the head coach. Like, at the end of the day, it yeah. all does land at, at his feet. And, you know, these, these offensive linemen... There's offensive lineman. Sure, he's only been here, what, this is his second season? So it's not like he recruited a lot of those guys, but like Max Ray subbed in in the second half at tackle. He got him out of the portal. And and Max Ray struggled as he has pretty consistently throughout the season, as, as has a lot of that offensive line. And so I don't know that personnel-wise he could have found anything better. Like, I don't know how much blame he gets there. In terms of the coaches, like it's his staff. You know, I don't necessarily think that it was his choice to bring Darren Cheverini on as offensive coordinator back in the day. Um, I think there might have been some some pressure on him to 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 do that. Um, and so you look at these things, and it's like, so what specifically did he do wrong? I guess what you say is like they haven't changed anything. Like yep, there's glad, nothing that they've changed. I'm glad you ended it with that because that's the big thing about Darrell mm -hmm. right now. Is, uh, in these post-game conferences, we didn't, you know, hear one for, from mm -hmm. him today. But it's been a whole lot of, um, I wouldn't say excuse making because he's a he's not really a coach that makes excuses, mm -hmm. but he does like kind of put you in a spot where he he takes blame for it, but he also says like other things that are like having mm -hmm. issues and if we are seeing the issues and he's seeing the issues do something about those issues like yep. that's that's the situation that's the spot you're in as a head coach if something's not working shift it up like make some type of changes at least put some pressure on guys where they're gonna have to step up or they're not gonna be playing um you can't really get much worse uh, on the line so why not give the young guys some chances why not give some of those second you know you like just to see if they're going to want it a little bit more. Uh, put your second-string quarterback in at times just to see if he could get it going or if he could take a chance. Um, 
call some plays that just like you know I'm not sure what kind of conversations are being had, but asking Lewis like what do you feel like doing? Like what can can we do to help you a little bit more? What do you like? Do you want to run the ball? Do you want to do more design plays for play action? Do you want to you know put yourself in a situation where um, you could find something to, to to get yourself going in any way? I just feel like with them having nothing at all um, <laughs> offensively, changes have to happen. And since I haven't seen one, you have to place blame on the head coach. Yeah, absolutely. And how does that fit into the rankings? I have no idea. But I mean, and what he says a lot of the time is like, okay, there are problems, and we have to work really hard to fix these problems. But I mean, what? It's two and five now, and, and it's probably time just to say it's not happening this year. And I. It's a tough place to be, you know, with five five games to go, five weeks to go. Um, I'll wrap this up. I'll say Brendan Lewis obviously shoulders some of the blame. Um, today, again, I just don't think he had much of a chance. I think that he, when he had time, or in, in, even when he had time, a lot of it was because he bought himself time. Like he was able to escape the pressure. I thought he looked pretty good. I thought they made some plays. It's just that there were so many times where he didn't have a chance. I'll, th- I'll throw him in there. I don't know. You could go defense here, too, because that defense can't be giving out 23 points to Cal in the first half. Cal. 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 Like that, Cal. That's the, that, is, that is tough. Um, also, just to just you know give my touch on Brendan Lewis, um, when we did see him take a chance, he looked uncomfortable taking it. That interception that he he threw um, in the game, he had a guy that was there. He you know he, did. he didn't put it high enough. Yep. So that at least as a quarterback, you give your guy a chance and no one else. Mm-hmm. That one he gave two guys a chance. I feel like that could have been picked at two two different times. So, <laughs> um, yeah. He just has to get more comfortable um, in those type of situations where he's able to throw the ball, and that was with him having time. So I can't blame it on the 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 line. That's there. true. That is true. Holding the ball a lot. Oh, and I'll throw out there, you know, there was, uh, I mean, Quinn Perry struggled. He got beaten coverage, one-on-one coverage like three times. And I don't think that that's his strength. I think that he's a downhill tackler as an inside linebacker, but he did get beat in coverage one-on-one a few times. And maybe that's more of a coaching problem, but you want to play man defense and you're going to match personnel when the offense goes heavy, he's out there in man coverage against a tight end or a running back, it, it, it didn't work today. And he made at least one mistake in the running game too. Um, and I don't know. I don't want to pick on Quinn Perry, but I don't know. If, if the defense struggled and it was just on every single play, somebody made a mistake. You know, Makai Blackman, there was one play where he blew his assignment, his one-on-one coverage turned into a first down. Um, who else even jumped out? Um, there was, there was the one where everybody just got lost up the sideline on the touchdown. Yeah. Just like Mark Perry was able to get over there, but it looked like rewatching it like four times. He was supposed to be playing the deep middle and it's like Christian Gonzalez was on the outside there and he was, was playing man coverage yeah, say, and he uh, came across. There was a guy in man and there was also like, it looked like half of the defense was in man. Half of the defense was in zone. Um, the corner had the flats. And then there's just a guy that's just unaccounted for. And mm. when the safety, like, realize it, it's too late. It's a touchdown. Yep. Um, you're going the other way, and, and now you're in a bigger hole. Yeah. There was plenty of blame to go around. And I'm sure we missed things. As always, let us know in the comments, in the chat, what uh, what we missed. Because there's uh, 
plenty of things that we did miss. Um, now seems like a good time to uh, remind everybody that support for this podcast comes from our friends over at Manscaped, the leaders in male grooming. They have a fourth-generation performance package absolutely changing the game right now, along with their refined body wash to round out your hygiene routine. Join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped for their shower time routine by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code DMVR. They've got all sorts of great products, whether it is the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, uh, it's a 7,000 RPM motor, which means it's crazy powerful, but it comes with advanced skin-safe technology, so you know you don't have to worry about any nicks or scrapes or anything like that. Uh, you've got the Weed Whacker ear and nose hair trimmer. You've got the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, the Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, Travel Bag, and all of that comes in the Performance Package 4.0. So definitely check that out. But check out everything they have on that website because there's a lot of good stuff over at manscaped.com. Again, you can use the code DNDR for 20% off and free shipping. It's a great deal. Okay. Um, we're going to wrap things up here with uh, a little bit of positivity. Uh, we're going to get into helmet stickers. First, though, got to say, DraftKings, king of the game. We're going Mustafa Johnson. Honestly, there wasn't a lot of, of options. And he's the guy who put up two tackles for loss. He had a sack. And he did all of that coming back from, you know, missing the first four or five games. What is it? Four games of the year. Just kind of slowly worked his way back. Seems like he's back to me. Yeah, I mean, just having a tackle for a loss is a guy just wanting it more. Just putting sure. himself in a situation where he's um, just trying to make a play out there. Um, for him to have a sack and two tackles for loss, um, get himself involved, that's something that we haven't seen um, in, in a couple of weeks now. Um, so this is like, it has to be his best game since he's been back. And that's a good sight to see. Um, just because we know how talented of a, of a player he is and um, the type of uh, energy he brings, um, the type of leader he is on that side of the field. So seeing him get into a rhythm, get himself going um, to prepare for life after CU, like it, it just it feels good. All right. Um, also, so you guys have probably heard Carl Durrell didn't have like a, a press conference today. Um, Brian Howell was the only one of us who actually made the trip out to to this game. Apparently, there was something wrong with the room it was supposed to be in, so it wound up just being like a one-on-one because they can't, like, they have to set everything up for the Zoom call and all yeah. that stuff to get everybody in. So when there's a change, it doesn't work out. Um, Brian Howell, who I should say, like Boulder Daily Camera, covers the team there. Um, he's tweeted out a couple of quotes. He said, uh, one thing was that uh, Brendan Lewis, according to Carl, played well today except for the interception, uh, said it was just unfortunate we didn't play well around him. I think we're kind of on the same page there. Not me. No? <laughs> no? no? Okay. I, I can't get on that. I just can't back that. I just feel like every week uh, he's he's protecting him. Like, at some point you have to just, like, let him, you know, be the guy. He's mm -hmm. the starting quarterback in the Pac-12. He's your team leader in a sense. Not even not not if he's like an actual leader, but I mean he's a captain. Mm -hmm. But also he's the offensive guy that everything is built around. Yeah, he finished with sixty nine yards. <laughs> so I'm not sure how good of a quarterback that is right now. <laughs> That's fair. That is fair. Um, let's uh, Dimitri Stanley sat out with a soft tissue leg injury, so that's why he wasn't out there. Um, Jarek Broussard 
wasn't injured. Buffs just want to make sure Alex Fontenot and Deion Smith got some carries. I'm against that. You've got a guy. You're only running the ball, what? Uh, outside of Brennan Lewis, you ran the ball 19 times today. Why? I mean, that's all got to be Jarek. And again, yeah. it's hindsight. They don't know that at the time, but geez. Also, uh, offensive line. Uh, he said, I figured that at this point in time, we should have some of these things cleared up, but apparently we're still struggling with doing some things. See, I, I love the fact that he's calling out those guys. Call that out is, yeah. call out guys or at least put some pressure on them to understand. I mean, I, I do realize that the offensive line also knows they're not playing well. They're giving up sacks. They're not. They you know, had to have picked up on that yeah. today. <laughs> so they're, they're, they're picking mm-hmm. up. So do that's all across the board. Yep. Um, we're just, you know, trying to like let people know, like having those tough conversations. Um, a lot of coaches get to their players through those media sessions. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I know it's a, a, little, a little bit different at the college level. Um, you know, you're, you're talking to them more. You have your coaches that are like mm-hmm. straight for, you know, your position and things like that. But still, those are things that you just have to do. And um, like be the leader that's calling out your guys and trying to put like put them in better situations. You have any uh, helmet stickers you want to give out? I just feel like each week, Nate Lemon, you just have yeah. to give it to him. Um, he he does his job. Like, every single, like, play out there, he's he's doing his all. There's not many situations where you're saying, oh, man, I wish Nate Lemon would have made that tackle. I wish yep. he would have. You know, there's not a lot of that. Um, and that's a, that's a leader. That's a guy that you could rally behind. That's a, a culture starter. Um, you need mm-hmm. 10 more late Nate Lemons, and, and you're going to be in good shape. So 21 more. Him. Yep, 21. You're, you're going to win a lot of games. <laughs> you are. And they're going to change your name to Alabama. <laughs> uh, honestly, like, it's really tough to come up with anybody for these. I mean, what, you start offensively. Brendan Lewis, no. Uh, the running backs, no. And you can make a case like Jarek producing the passing game, had that nice catch. He ran the ball 11 times for 28 yards. That, you can't give him a helmet sticker. You look through the receiving stats. It's like, uh, I mean, first of all, we mentioned Jared Broussard. Brady Russell had two catches for 18 yards. The receivers didn't really do anything. Like, no helmet stickers there. The offensive line, we've covered that. Uh, defensive side, <laughs> Mustafa's king of the game, so he's out of the way. I mean, Christian Gonzalez played all right, except that he, he, I think he blew that coverage. I, I will give Christian Gonzalez a conditional helmet sticker. <laughs> yeah. If that was not his responsibility, yeah, he played a great game. If that was his responsibility, I mean, he gave up a touchdown, and this is a defense that should be holding this team to 10, 15 points. At a least big, that's what we a expect. A big touchdown at a time that they really, really needed a yep. stop. So, yeah, a conditional one. If yeah. it wasn't on him, great game. Yep. You're out there trying your hardest. Yep, and on that play, he was locked down on that receiver. Wasn't the one that wound up in my opinion, probably being his responsibility, but hey, to to his credit, he stuck to that guy. But I mean, who else do you even look to? Uh, Guy Thomas had tackle for loss. It's a pretty quiet day still, though. Carson Wells had tackle for loss. Sure, I mean, you can give those guys helmet stickers, I guess. But I don't know. You have anything else? Losing twenty six to three to Cal. Um, just just not bright spots. It's just not no, a bright there spot. Aren't. Um, so like helmet stickers, like in the grand scheme of things, like really don't mean much. I mean, you do want to have some type of bright spot, some things to like look forward to. And it makes sense for it to be Mustafa Johnson and Mm -hmm. and Nate Lemon, because no matter what, they really are going to like put themselves in situations where it's not on them. They're going to try to 
um, rally the team. They're going to try to get everyone behind them, but they're doing their job. There needs to be more guys doing their job um, for this team to not even just turn the season around, but to just try to end on like a, a high note. Yeah. Um, to try to set the tone for next year, um, to try to um, pick up, you know, some new guys like, you know, that are coming out of college and things like that, or to that are working hard to try to be put in this like situation where they're playing next year, um, you know, that are not on the field right now. So mm-hmm. I don't think that the, the sky is falling um, at, at all, um, but things do have to turn around. There has to be some change and you have to do some shake up. You have a, a coach that you just signed, you know, for, you know, the foreseeable future. So you, you, you're you already there. Why not make some changes there? You know what I'm saying? Since you're already there, give give things a try, at least to get the fan base back behind you, at least to get other guys the opportunity. To, like, I'm working hard and I'm not, you know, playing. Like, there's a lot of things, um, but you have to look within. I agree. I agree. Before we get out of here, I came up with two more helmet stickers. Josh Watts, seven punts, 342 yards, 48.9 yards per punt, two inside the 20, four of them 50-plus yards. Let's uh, let's give that man some props that's and hope time. there isn't another time that, to do that. That is big time. Also, Cole Becker, one for one. Sure, why not? Today, that's enough for a helmet sticker. I mean, he's the, he's the number one kicker in America. He's the Iceman. The Iceman. All right, that's going to do it for today. We'll uh, be back with the DMVR Buffs podcast all week next week. Um, we'll, we'll be talking about uh, Oregon. This will be, be fun. 